Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio. We're glad that you've joined us tonight. If you're new to the show, it's okay. We love new people, right, Dave? Oh, we do, man. If you're new, we want to hear from you. I want, I want you to go to Facebook like right now and type in, I'm new and I'm new to HopeNet360 and we'll talk to you a little bit. That's right. Stop by our Facebook page, HopeNet360. We're glad that you've joined us. If you are new to the show, yes, we do love new people listening. You can catch on all of our podcasts on our website, HopeNet360.com anytime. You can also go to iTunes and subscribe to our podcast there. Just search for HopeNet Radio. It's pretty easy to subscribe and get all of our past episodes. And um, so, yeah, you're new to the show. The goal of this show really is to start the conversation in your family. What we're finding, Dave, Jeff, uh, we're guys that just love students. We love young adults. We love parents. And we want to help you guys to have better communication, to build relationships, and to talk about things that really do matter. What we're finding in the family is that communication around the teen years tends to just drop off. And we're not really sure why that happens. Sometimes it's just the struggle of being a teenager and all of the pressures that are out there. But there's also just this disconnect that happens. And so the whole goal of this show is really to help you to have an excuse to talk about things that really do matter. So we talk about faith, we talk about life, and hopefully whatever we say on the show, uh, you guys just chime right in. So you can email us anytime on the show at hope at hopenet360.com. Also stop by our brand new Tumblr page at csl.hopenet360.com. And there you can submit questions, you can share your story anonymously if you want to. And share an experience that you've had uh, that relates to our conversation or something that you want us to talk about. We'd love to connect with you that way. So, Dave, Kyle, Todd, welcome to the show, you guys. Glad to have you here with us again for another week. It's yeah, great it's, to be here. Yeah, it's great to be here. It's exciting. It's exciting to be back. Yeah, it is. You know, it's already the end of the month already. I mean, January is pretty much done. <laughs> Can you believe that? I mean, it was like yesterday was New Year's. It's crazy. I think we just started the show, Jeff, and, and now we're uh, we're heading towards our half-year mark and. It's really exciting to be able to be a part of that, but uh, it just shows again how life just keeps moving on, and people who are passive, they don't keep up with it. So we're going to try and get people active in these conversations because we want to be a positive part of your life. And this entire month, we've been talking about this kingdom agenda focus, and it, it kind of lines right up with starting the new year off right. We want you to be successful in life, not just in 2014, not just in whatever month or day or week it is. It's We want to help you to be successful for life. And we've been talking about this kingdom agenda thing. There's a book called Kingdom Agenda by Tony Evans, and so we can post a link later tonight uh, on our website, hopenet360.com. All of the shows, if you don't know this already, if you go to hopenet360.com and you click 
click on the radio and topics tab, you can find all of our past shows. And we put notes there. We put things that we talk about. And um, you can comment on those posts and share your thoughts anytime. Even after we're done live here, you can go back and listen to it right on HopeNet360.com. And all you have to do, again, it's the radio and topics tab on our website. So pretty easy to get to. And we just put that out for you because, again, we want you to be able to go back and reference these things we talk about. Maybe catch the links that we talk about and discuss stories, news stories, or guests that we have on the show. And speaking of guests, sadly, we were expecting to have Kristen Jane Anderson on the show tonight, but she is homesick and not feeling so well. So uh, if you would just pray for her this week, and we're going to have her on in a couple of weeks, I hope. So uh, it won't be too long, but uh, we had her on in November, a fantastic young lady, and uh, has a tremendous story surviving a suicide attempt. And so just amazing. Go listen to that show later on tonight after this show is done, and we'll post this one later too. So, Dave, let's get into it tonight. You know, this disconnect in the family, the uh, you know this kingdom agenda idea. We've been talking about a lot of different things. The first week we started off with this whole made to last thing, having a mindset of whatever I do today that's going to last in the future. We talked about rebellion. Last week, we talked about jigsaw puzzle thinking. You're going to want to listen to shows again and kind of catch it. Now we're kind of wrapping this whole kingdom agenda idea. And so we really want to help focus on some of those strategies to help you to live with a kingdom agenda. Jeff, one of the hardest things in the world to understand is that the world in which you and I live is not the kingdom. There is a kingdom that's beyond the physical. And I want to remind our listeners, Satan always works from this kingdom to the brain. For example, he works from my body to the brain. He, he works through feelings, emotions, urges. We call those porridge people, if you were listening before. Uh, and we refer to the story of Esau where he gave up his future because he wanted a bowl of porridge, a bowl of oatmeal or something. And, you know, we do that all the time. We, we look at what's in front of us. Our urges and our desires are in front of us. And we respond to those and we mortgage our future because of it. Where God works the opposite. He works from the brain to control the body. And that's why I think there's so many times where, where we are caught in this cycle of not thinking and chilling out and that kind of thing. And we're not getting it because we're not thinking about it. So I just want to encourage our listeners, go back and get those podcasts. Spend some time thinking. I, I got an email from a young man from California this week that listens to, to this program uh, as he goes to sleep. And, and he's been struggling with some things and just has really enjoyed just listening to some real answers as he goes to sleep at night and then thinking about them throughout the night. So uh, let's start the discussion rolling and, and let's really get the thought process going because it's our thought process that will rescue us as we think the way things really are. Very true, Dave. I'm glad you brought that up. The things that we think about, the things that go on in our mind contribute to what happens physically. Let's just say you're stressed out or you've been really dealing with some depression. Those things can manifest themselves physically too. I've had so many different times where, you know, all of a sudden I get down on something and it's not soon later that I get like this sore throat or this like sick, yuck feeling. And not in every single case, but in a lot of cases, what happens in the mind does contribute to what happens in our body. And, and so mental health is very important. It's not the only thing. We want to talk about spiritual health, too. And so we're going to get deeper into that. You know, Jeff, you're right. What we have to do is, is understand that we are systems. We're not just one little thing that, that affects you know, our life. It's one thing in the middle of a system. And if we understand systems, one thing affects another thing. For example, you've mentioned it before, the acronym HALT. You know, hungry, angry, lonely, mm -hmm. tired. And, and that's what we have to understand. 
when we are hungry or angry or lonely or tired, it affects the way we think. And here's the difference. What happens to those who really know God, their brain overcomes the hunger, anger, lonely, and tired because they've learned to think differently. Uh, They teach that to our soldiers who are in POW camps and that kind of thing. You know, how in the world can they survive horrendous conditions of a POW camp? They have learned that the mind can actually overcome the feelings and the anxiety. and the, it, They've learned that. And, and we have to learn it as well. God made us that way. He made it so that we can live victoriously. And I hope they keep listening to this program because we want to talk about victorious living in the kingdom and having the kingdom agenda. So uh, keep that uh, at the forefront of your mind as we continue to talk that we're working on getting our minds to start controlling our bodies rather than our bodies controlling our minds. That principle, the HALT principle, is one thing that I, I tell students, I talk to students all the time on when they come and they're, they're frustrated, they're anxious about something. You know, The life-changing decisions are best made when you're not hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. So if you're thinking about doing something, acting on something, when you're any one of those things, generally that means you're going to make a poor decision. Your life is really a framework of all these choices, all the decisions that you made in your life. Some are good choices. Some are not so good choices. And you know what? I've made some not so good choices in my life. I've also made some really good choices in my life. And thankfully, I had some mentors and people around me in place where I could go to them and they had godly wisdom and they had insight on my specific situation. They've had an experience that went sour for them. And they're like, hey, whatever you can do, avoid this at all costs. And I can't tell you how valuable that is for me. And tonight, if you're, again, if you're new to this show, tonight, anytime this week, too, you can chat with a live coach who is that person who has godly wisdom, who has insight on what you're going through in your life. So you can check that out at hopenet360.com. Click on the help button in the navigation bar, or if you're on the radio page, there's a button there to talk to a live coach as well. So get some wisdom tonight. If you're going through something, you are not alone tonight. We're going to take a break here and play some music. We'll be right back here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to HopeNet Radio tonight. We're glad that you have joined us. Dave, we were just chatting about some of the things that we've been discussing this last month. You know, this has been Kingdom Agenda Month for us, and we'll get to next month later on the show, and we've got some really great ideas coming up next month that you're not going to want to miss. So this last month, we've been talking about how to have a kingdom agenda. There are two different worlds. The kingdom of this world, which is what my youth pastor always called man's sinful system. It's the way this world operates, and it's it's rooted in selfishness. It's rooted in pride. It's rooted in having an ego and and making ourselves essentially God of this life, that we decide what's, you know, what's really appropriate for our life, how we live our life, you know, what's, we determine what's good and what's not good. And this becomes a very relative conversation. It becomes a very relative topic uh, to discuss. But then there's also this kingdom of God, this spiritual kingdom that God is the authority 
authority over, and that if we are following Christ, we're supposed to have the mindset of living in God's kingdom according to his standards. And so we're talking a little bit about that. We're not retyping the Bible out or anything, but uh, we would encourage you guys to go and check out Into Your Bible. We're glad that you've joined us. Again, connect with us, email us anytime on the show at hope at hopenet360.com, or just stop by our Facebook page at HopeNet360 or on Twitter and send us your messages as they relate to the show. Share your story with us. We'd love to hear your story of what God's doing in your life and um, and how maybe the show has impacted you or just a, a tough time you're going through and you need some advice on. Um, speaking of which, Dave, I don't know, do we want to get into our mailbag? Yeah, let's do it. We got a, a letter in in the last week, and I just want to read this because I think it's something that everybody's going to be asking at some point in their life. So this email comes from an anonymous user. They didn't want to use their name, which is totally cool. And uh, they sent it to our Facebook page. It says, Jeff, I need some advice. My church has a mission statement, and it comes from John 10.10, which says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So we want to lead people to a full life in Christ. You have joy. You have a positive attitude about everything. You have a full life in Christ. The thing is, I've been a Christian for a lot of years. I've had a full life in Christ before. I don't know right now. I'm off course. I don't know how to get it back. I haven't been okay since my mom died over a year ago. I feel like my life has been a roller coaster of emotions. I even went through counseling for a while for depression. I'm not depressed anymore, but I can't tell you the last time I laughed. I can't tell you the last time I just felt relaxed and happy. And it's not okay with me anymore. I'm wondering if you can give me some advice on what to do that gives you that boost. I know your answer is God. I know it. It's mine too, but I'm not doing something right. Dave, any thoughts on this? Yeah, this is so typical. Whoever wrote this to us, thank you. And I hope that you're not feeling like this is really weird or you're alone, because I think it's a very typical feeling. I think there's many people who say they're Christians. And they are trying to figure out, all right, why am I not experiencing the joy? Why is it that I have to pretend that everything's okay? And I have to pretend to say that, uh, you know, God is good and all that stuff when I don't believe it. And eventually what happens is they start dealing with what they actually believe and they actually fall away and they're miserable. Because you were created a certain way. And that's something that we can all see. I mean, you can ask a doctor. You're created to breathe air. You're created to eat food. You're created in a very specific manner. If you yeah. don't want to live in that manner, then you're going to suffer the consequences of not living in that manner. And, and spiritually, emotionally, mentally, it's the same way. We were created in a very specific manner. We are created to live with intimacy with God. That's how we were created. And that comes from intentionally spending time with him. But one of the, the key tactics of Satan, I believe, to get us off this, is to start to try and get us to live into two kingdoms. For example, I, we would try and say, well, I really do want to be someone who loves God and walks with him and listens to him. But if I disagree with him and I see a culture out there that disagrees with him, I'm going to give them more credence or them more uh, uh, of an influence in my life than God. And we try and live with one foot in that kingdom and one foot in the kingdom of God. God tells yeah. us in the book of Matthew that you cannot do that, that it will not work, that you will be frustrated. He says, you cannot serve two masters. And so one of the things that I find is that we have a wrong expectation. When we have a wrong expectation, everything else goes wrong. And no matter how much we try to correct it, it doesn't work. For example, down deep in our heart, 
What do we really expect from God? Kyle and Todd, when you're younger, you're in high school, okay, you're told to listen to God, you're told that God is good. So what are you expecting from God? I, I think I would expect God to just make everything run smoothly at that point. Like not like you're saying, not based on like what I <laughs> what I've learned in the past few years, but um, in high school, yeah, I mean God has a plan, so you follow it, and everything should be I don't I don't know hunky dory or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, I would say it's similar. It's hard to think back to then mm-hmm. because I'm thinking about what I think now. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's kind of hard. Well, to what's different what now? What do you think now? What it, it was your ex- it, would that expectation be wrong? And and what are you thinking now that's different? You, you know what? I I've come to the conclusion that I'm going to have suffering in my life, and there's going to be hard times. But at the same time, I understand that God is good. And through that suffering, he's going to use it somehow for his glory. And that's something that I've come to learn to understand and be okay with and be willing to go through for him. Yeah, I think that's something I understand a lot better now, too, is just that God doesn't waste anything. And whatever it is he's using to conform us to the likeness of his son. And so that's made you know, tough times easier. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You're, you're talking about, okay, to glorify him, to learn about him. What if I'm not there? What if I'm thinking, God, I want you to make it about me? Isn't God there for me? That's when you get disappointed. Okay. Now, now, see, that's what you land on that one, and, and there's where an issue is that we have to deal with right away. Yeah. Because what the what is the expectation of most people with God? Well, God is my sugar daddy in the sky. Yeah. God is somebody who has to answer what I tell him. Now that I'm kind of hearing that again, in high school I was kind of, God, I do I do good for you, you do good for me. Yeah, I kind scratch like, your back, you scratch mine. Exactly. Kind of, kind of more of that relationship, whereas now I understand that the only way to live a joyful life is to endure some suffering sometimes. Yeah, in fact, you know what's really interesting is, is a lot of people question the suffering thing in life. And deep down in their heart, they're trying to reconcile how that works. You know what I think a lot of believers, especially in America, don't understand um, and I, I don't even think I understand it, is the joy in suffering. And I think there's something to that. Paul talks about, you know, sharing in Christ's sufferings and how he was, I mean, he he was so fulfilled in that. And we, you know, I, I was helping out with a, um, a guy's small group the other night, and they were asking, like, well, what what's going to happen, you know, if you stand up for Christ? And they're like, oh, they might look at me funny or call me a bad name or whatever. I'm like, Come on. Is that really what we're worried about? People are gladly giving their lives in other countries. Think about this. I mean, some of the greatest things in life happen because of suffering. Yeah. They really do. Our salvation. We are, are able to be in God's family because God broke into mankind and died and suffered for us. The birth of a child. I don't think there's nothing cooler in all of life than the birth of a child. Believe me, there's some suffering that happens in that. And, yeah. and, and that's what we have to understand. Um, one of the most important things for us to realize is that, that we have to be people who start to get the expectation where it belongs. And the God of the universe at one time, what he did was he decided to send his son down to a place that was less than perfect and live as a very poor man and a misunderstood man and a killed man. And he still was victorious and joyful. The Apostle Paul in the book of Philippians, and I encourage our listeners to go to Philippians and read it, it, you know, in jail, and he talks about joy. Why? Because he understood something and had the right expectation. You know, if you are confused tonight, you need to go talk to a live coach at HopeNet360.com because we would love to help you, or you need to contact us on our Facebook page or Twitter. We would love to be a part of the conversation. Many years ago, 
People used to sit with people and have discussions about these things. Now we sit and entertain ourselves. You really need to position yourself so you can have a discussion so you can start to understand and adjust your expectations. I think there's a lot of people living in this same reality where they're feeling like, I don't know where the joy is anymore. And you might have been a Christian for many years. You might be a Christian right now. And you're in that same spot. I, I don't know where the joy is in my life. I thought it was supposed to be filled with joy. And all of a sudden, I'm just... I'm just overwhelmed with sadness. Tonight, you're not alone in that. And I want you to be a part of this show tonight. So email us your story. Email us your thoughts, what your struggles are to hope at hopenet360.com or stop by our Facebook and our Twitter page. You can also go to Tumblr, csl.hopenet360.com. We're going to take a quick break here and go to some music. You've got it locked in to HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is Hope Net Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to Hope Net Radio. We are glad you joined us on this conversation. And Dave, before we went to break, we had someone email in anonymously about how they've been struggling to find happiness after her mom passed away in the recent years. There's been some things that have changed in her life. And she's been a Christian for many years. So this isn't someone who is brand new to the faith or isn't even accustomed to talking about Christianity or Jesus or God or anything. And even in her email, she mentioned that she knows my answer is going to be God. She knows our answer is going to be all about God and finding our hope in him. But the day-to-day struggle of trying to find hope and trying to find that joy. And I think a lot of people today are wrestling with this very issue. Personally, you know, I'm just I'm encouraged that people reach out and they start talking and asking these questions. You know, how do I find happiness? How do I find joy again? Uh, because I, I feel like if people just hold in these emotions, they hold in the thoughts in their head and they don't express them, they don't find a way to let them out. What they end up doing is they end up just being a poison in your mind and they lead you down a path that could be very destructive and cause you to make choices that you wouldn't otherwise take. And it's it usually starts with a small thing. And this is, you know, in some ways, this is a small thing. It's like, I'm just sad. So what do I want to do? I want to go have fun. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go find new friends. I'm going to go and be at this party or I'm going to go and and be around this circle of people. I know they're not the best influences, but they're fun and I'll be happy and I'll, you know, and so we find ways to satisfy our need for happiness with such temporal ways. I know this is a bigger thing. You know, John 10.10 does say that Jesus' mission overall was to come that you may have life and have it to the full. If there's nothing else that you get out of this tonight, that God isn't just this religious process, this religious mindset that you have to get into. It's this relationship that, again, gives you a life that's to the full. God wants to do things in you. He wants to set you free from things. He wants to He wants to do things through you to bring glory to his name. And in that, you're going to find joy. In that, you're going to find peace. In that, you're going to find love and goodness and kindness and happiness comes and goes. Like, I'm not always happy. I'm not always maybe content, you know, with things in life. You know, there are things that I, I worry about things. I stress about things. I'm just like you guys. Todd, Kyle, have you guys ever stressed about something in your life before? Absolutely. I, I don't think anybody can say they haven't. I don't think so either. You know, and I've found that happiness and joy are kind of two different words to me in my mind. Happiness is like, it's a feeling. It's something that 
more based on your surroundings. It's maybe who you're with. Joy to me is having this internal satisfaction or internal contentment that it may not be comfortable what I'm going through, but I can find joy in running. I can find joy in playing soccer. I can find joy in doing something that it, it exerts my energy. I'm exhausted after doing it, but I still find joy in it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's really incredible. It, it's just, again, adjusting our lives to look at the perspective correctly. We need to see what's really there and not what we want to be there. And the truth of the matter is, I mean, just look at the physical life. You, you don't have a really good diet plan where you can lay on the couch, eat ice cream, and look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, it, it doesn't work that way. You, you have to do something in order to get there. In life, we need to have the right perspective. In order to get the right perspective, you need to take time to look at what really is. I think one of the things that we really have to be careful about is creating a misery index in our life. And by that, I mean this. Let's say a young lady came to me. She wanted. She was talking about getting married. And she said, yeah, we're getting married. And she's describing her husband. And as she's describing her future husband, she's talking about, I, I think, a person that doesn't even exist. You know, I mean, he, he's perfect. He never smells. I mean, you know, the whole works. We're going to get married. We're going to live in a suburb. We're, we're going to have a two-car garage. We're going to have all this wonderful stuff. And, and I'm listening. And, and as an older guy, I'm going, yeah, I know. You know, it, it, the truth of the matter is they get married. They can't live in the suburbs. They don't have enough money. They're living above mom and dad's garage. Mom and dad won't let them have a, a, a dog because they don't like dogs. And, and before you know it, they're just miserable because before marriage, they had this expectation of what it would be. And then after marriage, it was something that did not meet the expectation. Now, whose problem is that? See, they went into marriage with the wrong expectation, and that caused a tremendous amount of, of stress and problems. If you do not understand who God is, if you are not seeking God, if you want to make up what it's going to be like to be with God or as a Christian, you are creating a misery index. You are creating yourself a, a, a place in life where you are going to need help. It is important that you go and you discover who God is in his word and not make up who he is because you want him to be that way. And, and I would say to, your, uh, to whoever this is that, you know, one of the things you really need to, to consider is do I have a real expectation of who God is, what Christianity is about, and how do I know that? Well, I'm going to go to the Bible. The Bible used to be called a, a canon, which actually meant measuring stick. And I'm going to go and I'm going to measure what I believe and what I understand according to what God has said. Because, uh, you know, in the beginning it was God, not in the beginning Dave. And I need to go back to the beginning and figure out how things were meant to be. And then once I have that expectation, suffering, pain, sorrow, they all take on a different dimension. It's not like I'm running from them all the time. It, in fact, sometimes they are things that actually cause some tremendous good in my life if they're things that God has allowed and sent rather than uh, me causing because of my own ignorance or something. You know, the one thing that I heard God speak to me, I, I've, I've had pity parties, and I never invite anybody to my pity parties. I'll be honest, I don't know if anybody else invites people to their pity parties. Some people do, but I never invite people. I never put out invitations, but I'll have them in my own head, and uh, unfortunately, there are some that last a couple hours. Maybe they last a day, 
You know, it's it's sometimes it's miserable and it's that misery index. But here's what I've found in, in just my own life when I'm going through this time where I'm feeling really like I'm sad, I'm not able to find joy, find happiness. What I have to do personally is I have to go and just have a quiet time with God. I need to just get away and just confess it and just say, you know what, God, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm frustrated about. This is what, you know, whatever it is. And some people are like, whoa, you'd actually talk to God like that? And I'm, I'm just thinking this is how I would talk to my friend. I want to have a conversation. I want God to know. He already knows what's on my heart. But what his, what his word is, is very crystal clear on is he wants a relationship with us. So I go and have these discussions with God, and I just pour out myself, and then I'm quiet. Recently, even, I've had this time where I just started worrying about things. And I just heard God speak and just to remind me that he is all-sufficient. Every single thing, every single way, every single stress that I'm stressing about, God has it all in control. And so is that, to me, that's all I needed to hear was that God is all sufficient, that he is able to take my struggles. He's able to take the things that really weigh on my heart, and he is, he's in control. And if we just surrender that, uh, he's going to be faithful. And it's, it didn't solve it for me, but it was one of those things where I just I was like, okay, God, I get it. You know what? I, I like you, Jeff, go through the same thing, and I have times like that as well. I mean, just, just a couple of days ago, I had finals for my online courses and I got to a point where I'd put some things off, and a couple days before some of the papers were due, I was just sitting down and I was thinking, man, I, I really don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to fail these classes. There's no way I'm going to finish these papers. And I was kind of like, instead of like working on them, I was like, I'm just going to fail. I'm just going to give up and fail. And I was totally stressed out about it, and it was like, you know what? I just need to put my nose in a book and really work hard and just finish it and get it done. And it it was it was a really stressful time, and I'm I'm right now looking back at it, I was so stressed out, and right now, in hindsight, it wasn't that big of a deal, and I made it a huge deal, even though it really wasn't. Something that's become a huge comfort for me when I um I'm going through a stressful time or whatever is yeah basically what you were saying, just talking to God, um and getting in His Word, and I remember one time where I was just really stressed out and just really frustrated and confused and I just said you know God I I don't understand and I opened up my Bible and I opened up to um, Psalms no Proverbs 3 5 and it says trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll make your path straight and I just felt like I just felt like God was saying you know what Todd you don't have to understand. You just have to trust me. And I thought about what it meant to like have God make your path straight. And I realized, you know, if I'm going towards God on this straight path, you know, he never said it was going to be easy. Straight doesn't imply smooth. There could be a lot of ups and a lot of downs. But the one thing I don't have to worry about is taking a wrong turn, going the wrong direction if I'm headed straight towards God. And that was a, that was a huge comfort to me, just being able to be honest with God. There was a time in my life where, you know, I realized that, yeah, God wants us to be honest with him and talk to him like a friend. And I just said, you know, God, I am so helpless on my own. I said, God, I... I don't love you like I should, but I want to, and I need your help. And I realize I can't even love God without his help. And so it became this total like surrender of, Lord, I am so incapable of anything for you without you. And just to realize that it didn't depend on me trying to look good or get it together, it didn't depend on me in any way, was like a load off my shoulders. 
that's been something, yeah, getting in the Word and just being straight up honest with God about how I'm feeling has been one of the biggest relievers of stress and being able to make it through tough times. Well, we're going to keep this conversation going again. Message in your emails and your thoughts, and maybe you've got a story that you want us to talk about on the air. You can email that to hope at hopenet360.com. Connect on Facebook or Twitter at hopenet360. Or if you're on Tumblr right now, too, you can stop by csl.hopenet360.com. That's our Conversations Saves Lives blog, and we would love to hear from you. We're going to continue this conversation when we come back here on HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to the second half of HopeNet Radio. We're so glad that you've joined us tonight. And if you missed the first half of the show, we will post it later on our website, HopeNet360.com is where it's all at. And also connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at hopenet 360 And uh, also, brand new, again, this week, we're on Tumblr at csl.hopenet360.com. And there you can find some inspirational articles, some pictures, some good stuff that if you're on Tumblr, you can reblog, you can favorite, all those good things. You can also submit an anonymous message to us if you've got a question and you're not wanting us to read your your name on the air, but it would be good to discuss on the show. We'd love to hear from you. You can do that at csl.hopenet360.com. So, Dave, in the first half of our conversation, we've been talking about having this kingdom agenda, this focus, and trying to grapple with some difficult things, finding happiness, finding joy again, where our hope lies, kind of refocusing some realigning uh, parts of our conversation. Again, you can catch that later. Dave, I've got one more message that I'd like to just lead out with here and read to you, again, because I think so many people are going to relate to this. This is from Cassie M. on Tumblr, and she writes, I'm so scared. Scared that I'm becoming such a horrible and bitter person that eventually I'm not going to have any friends. It literally breaks my heart to feel that if something happened tomorrow, whether it's that I passed away or killed myself, no one would bother to come to my funeral. No one would have anything nice to say about me. Most importantly, no one would miss me. Like, why do I have to be the way I am? Why doesn't anyone like me? I try to be nice. I really do. And everyone just blows me off. I'm so afraid that I'll never be able to rid myself of this dark cloud that just travels with me everywhere. I want to be happy. I want to smile. I want to have friends. Most importantly, I want to be loved. And that's from Cassie M on Tumblr. Wow, deep, deep letter. Thank you so much for that message. Kyle, Todd, do you guys have some, some thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, you are loved. You're loved by people whether you know it or not. And sometimes you'd be surprised who does love you. And I, more importantly than that, you're loved by God and you're a child of the king. And that's kind of what we've been talking about today. It, you have to find your security in that. And if you don't, it's going to be hard to feel loved by anybody. She is so typical of what young people will think about. I mean, what we do is, is basically not understand how we were made. We start to buy the idea that we are supposed to be well-liked by everybody, that the goal is to be popular, that, that the goal is that everybody that knows me and sees me wants to be around me and have me included in their life. That is really hard in a godless world because what we have to understand is that the godless world that we live in, everybody that we meet is about themselves. And when you're about yourself, 
The only one you think about is yourself. And when you're thinking about yourself, you are friends with the people who you think uh, will be better for you. you. You are always putting it through that self-filter. This is a good way to destroy life because that's not how it was made. Life was made so that we really think about others. And what I find is that when a young person starts to come to me and say, I can't get off this, I'm depressed, I, I, I am, and nobody likes me, whatever, what they are doing is spending a tremendous amount of time just thinking about themselves, their response, how people respond to them, and they're not really thinking of others. And I have found when they shift it, and I'm telling you, this has happened hundreds of times in my life, seriously. I, I'll be talking to them, and I'll start talking about helping somebody else. I'll start talking about the needs of somebody else, and I can watch their depression start to fade away, and I see the energy come back into their life because they are beginning again to live the way God meant them to live. Kyle said, you know, that God loves you, and indeed he does. But we're not sure if uh, the person that wrote us here is really in God's family or not, and that's really where it starts is responding to God's love. I mean, we need to respond to him. God says, I want you in my family. I have the resources to bring you in. I want things right. I want you to live the way I created you. And so I sent my son Jesus down to the earth so that he would make a way for you to be in my family. And that's where it starts. It's really about God and his love and responding to it. And when you understand what Jesus went through, you begin to see, oh, man, the creator and sustainer of the universe rearranged his schedule for me, rearranged his life. His, 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 uh, he rearranged everything so that I could be with him. And, and I would say, boy, that's, that's somebody who loves you very much. And so that's where you start responding. And then from there, you know what? Every human I've ever met makes mistakes. We all can be jerks at any given moment, unfortunately. We're all sinful people. And, you know, it's really good. It's not about me or Jeff or, or Todd or Kyle, but it's about God. And that's where we start. And then we start loving others. And you'll find out in time that, that that's all you actually need. And you'll be, start to get the gift of significance that God wants to give you. A couple of quick thoughts that I have on that. Number one is we're made for relationships. You know, it all started with Adam and Eve in the garden. You know, Adam was there. God created Adam. It was good. He had all these animals, all this creation now to attend. And God looked and said, you know, it's not right for a man to be alone. And so he created Eve out of man and called her woman. And interestingly enough, we're all wired for relationships. And when we're, when there's something going haywire in a relationship, it can cause our whole life to turn into this big tailspin. Yeah. What is a relationship, though? I mean, I hear that. A young person listening to us tonight, what, what is a relationship? What are you talking about? Just being with people and doing drugs or having sex or drinking out? What, what is a relationship? No, I'm talking on the very surface of it. It's, it's interaction. It's an interpersonal relationship, kind of a mutual uh, you know, agreement or a liking or a commonality. Um, but it's someone that you share life with in some way. So it's not necessarily a dating relationship. I think we think relationship where we're like, oh, boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever. And No, that's not necessarily it. That's kind of like the person that I like to go and watch movies with or someone that I, I like to go play video games with, um, someone that I just like to be around that's funny. You know, so we all have people that we enjoy being around. So this relationship, this connection with somebody else is. Yeah. You know, I think when I think relationship, what I'm thinking is when God speaks relationship, he means he wants to get into Dave Wager's life to make Dave Wager everything he can be. And he'll even send his son to die on the cross so I could do that. And what he says to me is, I made you the same way, Dave, in my image. You need to be about me 
You need to be about others. And what's really interesting as I do that, as I look at Kyle and Todd and you, Jeff, and, and I say, I want to make you the best person you can be. I want to get in your life and help you be successful. What happens is you become my lifelong friend. You, you be, say, I'm not trying to make you a friend. I'm trying to make you the best you can be. And when you do that mm-hmm. back to me, all of a sudden, that's what relationships are about. It's really just not about standing with somebody, not saying anything or Twittering them or something else. It's really about caring enough about somebody to start thinking in their shoes and to start saying, what can I do in, in your world to make things right? And God did it for us. We do it back. And that's what we created. And once we get there, we can actually start beating this thing. The relationships, we're wired for relationships. That was my first thought. The second one was we, we invest so much in personal relationships and people. And one thing that we've maybe not said enough on this show, but I think we're, we're kind of saying it in a different way, is that people are always in some way they'll eventually let us down. And when people let us down or they disappoint us or they hurt us, that's where this whole thing of trust comes in. That's where it's like, you know, relationship is built on trust. If you don't have trust, you don't have a relationship there. And that's with people. It's with a pet. It's with this chair that I'm sitting on today. It's that I trust in something. You know, I have a very, right now, I have a very intimate relationship with this chair. In a way, I'm trusting that this chair is not going to let me down, literally. It's not going to let me fall, that I'm going to be sustained, that, you know, I can just trust. I can put my faith that this chair is going to hold me up. It's once we get to those levels of having a relationship with other people, even a dating relationship, a marriage relationship, you know, those things are those are things we put our trust in that we put a little bit more stock into, believe it or not, that we invest in those relationships. And I can tell you from personal experience that friends are going to hurt you. The people that you think you can trust the most are going to let you down in some way. They're going to they're going to disappoint you. And so when we come back on the show, I want us to talk about a little bit more of this trust thing, how we can have trust after it's been broken again, and what we do with this, even though it's hard to go through those things. So we'll be right back here on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Jeff DW with you tonight. Kyle and Todd are with us in studio. Guys, we've been talking about this trust thing. We had a couple of emails that came in, a message on our Tumblr. Oh, and by the way, if you want to get your thoughts in on the show, you can email us at hope at hopenet360.com. That's hope at hopenet360.com. And also on our brand new Tumblr page, you can submit questions anonymously at csl.hopenet360.com. That's our Conversations Saves Lives blog. And we would love for you to connect with us that way, too. You can also get on Facebook and Twitter if you're already there. Go to HopeNet360 and let us know your thoughts during the show tonight. So, Dave, we finished out a little bit talking about this trust thing. I trust this chair. I trust in a lot of different things. I trust my car is going to run each morning. I trust that, you know, when I get out of bed, I'm going to land on my feet and not fall on my face or something. I'm going to trust that the floor is not going to fall below me. You know, all these things that we don't think about that we just have this blind faith to. And sometimes people accuse me of having a blind faith that this God thing's going to work out, that it's the right thing, it's it's what's really true amidst all these other religions in the world. And so some people feel like this Christianity thing is just a, a 
big ignorant bliss kind of a thing that we haven't really looked into it a little bit more. And so uh, tonight, maybe that's been you. Maybe you've been struggling with this whole God thing. Maybe you're like, I don't know if this is true or not. I'm just going to invite you tonight. You can actually talk to a live coach. Visit our website, hopenet360.com. You can chat with a live coach right now. And there's one that's waiting to answer some of these questions, to listen to you, to encourage you in your, your search for truth and your search for God. And what is true is going to come to the surface. And I can guarantee in my life, I found what's true. And I found a relationship that's real. It's more than just finding the facts in life. It's it's really finding a relationship that's deeper than anything else. And Kyle and Todd, I'd really love to hear your thoughts on this whole trust thing. So I trust this chair. You guys probably trust the chair you're sitting in tonight. You know, there's so many things we trust in today, but people, what makes a person trustworthy in life? Something that makes a person trustworthy is just like what Dave was talking about is just if I believe that Dave has my best interest in mind, I know that he's not going to when I share confidential stuff or whatever stuff that I'm struggling with, I know that he's not going to just go blab it to the world and he's in it to help me. I think that's something, I think that's huge. The mentality of believing that somebody's in there for your well-being. How do you get there? I mean, how, how do you get to where you would trust me? I mean, we've been around for a couple of years now. We do get along great. But how did you get to where you trusted my information rather than just hear it and ignore it? A lot of your information comes straight from the Bible. And then the other thing is just from experience of sharing things with you and just seeing how you respond to that is a big so it's time. A big, yeah, time. That's what's scary about building trust with somebody is it can take years to build yeah. trust. Can, yeah, can it can I ask take you about no your, time at all to break it? Can I ask you about do you trust your dad? Yeah. Okay. Is he perfect? No. Why is it that you trust him when he has the capability? of doing something wrong, why would you trust him? Because I, like I was saying, I do okay. know he has my best interest in mind. He wants to see me uh, be successful. Yeah. Kyle, I'm interested. What what makes you trust somebody? I think there's a, a couple of different levels. And one of them is safety. If I feel safe mm-hmm. around the person, and like one of the reasons I love my dad so much is because I've always felt safe around him. I mean, I'm bigger than him now. I'm way more than him. I'm stronger than him. But for some reason, when I'm with him, I feel I still feel safety. So he doesn't arm wrestle you anymore. Oh, not anymore. I yeah. take him. I, yeah, okay. I, I'll take him back. <laughs> but I mean, I still there's still a level like where I, I whenever I'm with him, I, there's I feel safe. Yeah, that's huge. You know, I, I, again, Kyle, your dad perfect? No, absolutely not. No, but because of what you know about him, it's important that you're able to trust him. You know, I think about it, I'm a dad and I have two daughters, and you guys are like sons to me, and. I'm not perfect, and you know that. But here's what I really want to do. I really want to do something to make you the best you can be. That's really the goal. And in that process, you're going to have to allow me to stay unperfect. And I think once in a while, you're going to have to roll your eyes and just say, you know what? He's Dave. But I still love him because he's trying his best to do something, even though he's human and sinful and all that kind of stuff. And and I feel the same way. My dad, I, I would trust with anything, but he wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I think sometimes, Jeff, I think God gets a bad rap because people think that, that he's responsible for something he's really not. It's really our decisions. The difference with God, though, than, than my dad or, or Kyle's dad or Todd's dad, it, the difference is he is perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only does he have my interests in mind and not only does he have the resources of the universe at his disposal, he's perfect. I would be a fool not to trust him, really. I mean, I would when I think about it. And, that, and that's mm-hmm. something we have to get over, I think, in our culture because we begin to trust people. It, there are listeners today that are going, you know what, I don't trust anyone, man. I am in this mode where everyone has let me down. Everybody has done something where they've hurt me. Everybody has taken from me, and I am disappointed. Mm-hmm. 
And, and it's like, yeah, welcome to the party of sinful humanity. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> us. What, what we need to do yeah. is start realizing there still are some people out there that we can trust. And those people, mm-hmm. I will tell you this, they have something in common. They love God and they trust him. And that's what they've learned. And, and when you find somebody who genuinely loves God, I want to invite you to, to go talk to them. And, and that's why we have coaches at HopeNet360.com. We want you to start getting in the dialogue and get in the habit of talking to people who actually are not perfect. And, and they may mm-hmm. let you down. But I'm telling you something. The goal is to help you. It isn't to let you down. And, and so if, mm-hmm. if I've let somebody down that's listening on, on the radio today, and I'm sure I have, you know, I'm sorry. That wasn't a goal. But, but, but I'm going to keep working at it, and I want to earn your trust, but even more so, God doesn't even need to earn your trust. He does have your interests in mind, and he does do things perfectly. Does that make sense, Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. First of all, someone that makes someone trustworthy, I've found, is when we talk about the fruits of the Spirit, you know, I loved, Kyle, your mentioning of safety and this whole security thing. You know, this, that's important to any one of us, guys, girls. It, it, it matters. Safety does matter. On top of that, the fruit of the Spirit that comes when you live a life that's led by the Spirit, the fruit that comes from that is love, of joy, of peace, of patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All of those things are really good qualities to find in somebody else, someone who loves, someone who has joy, someone who has peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Think of somebody in your mind who fits all those things and ask yourself if you can't trust them. I would say you probably would trust somebody who has those qualities. And someone who doesn't have those qualities, if they don't love people, if they don't have joy, if they're miserable all the time, if they're impatient, if they're demanding, you're not going to want to hang out with those people. You're not going to really trust them because you you feel like they're two-faced. Like It's just a one-way street relationship where they expect something from you and there's nothing. There's no give. It's, It's all take, 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 take. And so in a relationship and trusting, you got to find people in, in your life. You look for people naturally that fit those qualities. And I can assure you, I can tell you, God, when you read his word, you find that God is the man of his word, that he doesn't just tell you something and then two minutes later say something completely opposite or do something completely opposite. Um, the other thing, too, is we project what we want on other people. Our expectations, we project those on other people all the time. And sometimes it's, it's unhealthy to where we expect people to line up with these standards that we can't even hold ourselves. And we get mad. We get really frustrated. My challenge to you would be to look at your life. Do you fit up to those standards that you put on other people to live up to? And chances are you've probably been hurt by somebody, which has probably helped you to make those standards even higher for someone, why you don't trust anybody and why you feel like you can't even trust me and and Dave. you You don't feel like you can trust us right now. And I hope you do. I hope you realize that we want to help you to be successful on this show. That's why we do it. Whether you're a teen, you're a young adult, you're a parent, it doesn't matter who you are. God has a plan for you, and he's not finished with you as long as you have breath. And so if you've been feeling hopeless tonight, if you've been feeling like there's just there's so many things. Last week we talked about puzzle pieces, how we can't figure out where to put these pieces. We have all these things that have happened to us. We've made decisions. Now what do we do? We have this this puzzle piece in our life, and we don't have the cover to it. Last week we talked about it on the show. You can contact a live coach right now at hopenet360.com. Just click on the chat with a live coach button on our website, hopenet360.com. We are going to take a break here on the show. And when we come back, we're going to finish this conversation about trust and relationships and get to your comments and your emails. So stick around. There's plenty more to come here on Hopenet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at hopenet360.com. 
This is Hope Net Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Welcome back to HopeNet Radio. We are wrapping up the show tonight. We're glad that you've joined us for it. And if you've missed any part of the show, it will be available online at HopeNet360.com and also on iTunes under HopeNet Radio. Just search for our podcast there and subscribe. We'd love for you to subscribe and get all the past shows, listen back and hear other times we've had conversations about different things. Again, this show is for teens, for young adults, and for parents. And we hope that something on the show tonight has piqued your interest enough to talk about it. Don't just listen to it. Have a conversation. Talk with your family about this. Talk with your parents. You know, I we want you to have that trust level. And I know some, we've been talking about trust. And a lot of parents' lives, a lot of families today uh, are dealing with the lack of trust. They, they don't talk a lot. They don't really communicate. It tends to be more of a, a separated or a segmented family life. And God has created your family not for separation but for togetherness, to be a family unit. And you guys are on the same team. And sadly, a lot of times the most painful disappointments have come through our family members. And I'm guilty of it. I've said things. I've done things to my brothers and sister and my parents and things I'm not proud of. And it it broke our relationship for a time. And you know what? I'm just thankful that God is a God of restoration and that he restores the broken pieces in our life. And so that's, that's really the point of this show is to remind you, to inspire you, to talk about things that matter. And we would love for you to be a part of this conversation too. So email us your thoughts at hope at hopenet360.com. Connect on our Tumblr page at csl.hopenet360.com. There you can send your message or your story. You can ask us anything. Just click the Ask Anything button on the left-hand side of the page and uh, literally ask us anything. Ask us a question you want us to cover on the show. And we would love to hear from you, parents, teens, young adults, whatever it is. So uh, as we wrap up the show, Dave, you know, trust is such an important thing. There's no relationship without trust. And we trust in a lot of things. We trust, I trust in this chair right now. I trust in, you know, the technology before me. I trust in my car. Uh, I trust in a lot of things. I'm trusting that I'm going to get paid this week. You know, those types of things. We have faith in something this week. And whether or not you're somebody who is in the faith, you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior or not, wherever you're at on a faith level, the reality is, is that you have faith in something. So Dave, maybe you can help kind of give us some closure to this topic of trust and how this all fits together and what ways we can take steps when our trust has been broken. In America especially, we have a hard time actually trusting anybody other than ourselves. Uh, this idea of being true to yourself kind of thing, which I don't understand totally, is, is kind of to, to try and be somebody who just really makes their own decisions and does what's best for them, even if it hurts other people. And we kind of put our walls up because we're not meant to be that way. You know, there's a way that life was meant to be. And we were meant to be people who were loved by an almighty God and who responded to almighty God. And here's why we don't have the joy in life or the, or the trust in God is really because we just don't know who God is. Now, someone might say, yes, I do. I went to Sunday school. I know all about him. No, you don't know who he is if you don't trust him. I promise you that. In fact, there's people out there that are listening tonight that are very disappointed in God. And I can understand from looking at their perspective maybe why. The, the truth of the matter is, though, if you're disappointed in God, you just don't know him because God wants what's best for you. He really does. And not only does he want what's best for you, he will not force you to be a part of what he's doing. That's a decision you get to make because he loves you. Mm-hmm. And that's very important to understand. Some people think that God can do anything. Well, they haven't really read the Bible. God can't make a, a square circle. God can't make a rock bigger than he can lift. 
And you say, well, that's not what I'm talking about. Well, you know, he made things a certain way, and he's not going to violate that. The Bible tells us God cannot lie. So, so that's very interesting. It's not that he won't lie. It's that he cannot lie. And I want to tell you this, that he cannot do something to you that's not in the best interest of mankind, what's the best for you. But he mm-hmm. also allows you to make a choice whether you're going to listen to him or not. And, and if you listen to him, I promise you this, you will find that he is right. You will find that he's faithful and you won't be disappointed. And if you don't listen to him, you will struggle through life. I, I have one short story to close my time with Jeff, but I was talking to a young lady who told me that during the middle of the week, she had this desire to go to bars and, and sleep with guys and do that kind of thing. And then on weekends, went to her small group at church and, and want, you know, she had a foot in each world there. And, and as I was talking to her, she's been struggling with this for years. I finally said to her, you know, you need to make a decision. Either just quit church and that kind of thing and go to the bar and, and go, you know, have that lifestyle. And, and I promise if you do that, you will find out very quickly there's no answers there. And you will find out how empty it is. Or you need to stop that lifestyle and start living the way God said. And you need to start, you know, listening with both feet in God's kingdom. And, you know, it was shocking to her that I even said that because it was almost saying, like, you know, go ahead and do it. I wasn't saying go ahead and do it from permission. I, I just know that we think somehow that a life without God is going to make sense. And we think somehow that a life without God is going to bring fulfillment. And it won't. I know it won't. We need to spend time with God. We need to know who he is. And when you do, you will start to trust him. So those of our friends that are listening that don't trust God tonight, my invitation to you is open a Bible and get to know who he is. And when you really know who he is, I promise you, you will trust him and you won't regret that. Yeah, quick thought before I go to Kyle and Todd for their last thoughts. Uh, The book of Joshua in chapter 24, verses 14 and 15, I love this passage. This was a deal breaker in my life. This was the point where I realized that I had to take that one foot out of the world and, you know, living the way I wanted to live and put two feet in for living for God. And it, it reads this way, Joshua 24, verses 14 and 15, it says, Now therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And to me, this was a very distinct determination by Joshua that just said, you know, I don't really care who you decide to serve. Who you decide to serve is, is your deal. Whatever kingdom you want to live in, that's the kingdom you're going to live in. You, you get to decide that. You have an open invitation to serve and honor God. But you can also choose to go your own way. You have to make that decision for yourself. And so that to me was like, okay, Joshua could just kind of go guts out and just say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to have two feet all the way in. And some, I think, insightful closing thoughts as we talk about the kingdom agenda and how to live with that. Live with two feet in on one side or the other. Don't live on the fence. That doesn't work in life. Kyle, Todd, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts as we wrap up the show tonight. Um, I'm just thinking about the two different kingdoms and how our world pressures us so much to be a certain way. And basically what came to mind is it is okay to be different. And a book that um, we read when we went through uh, Nicolay Bible Institute, the one-year Bible program, was a book called Weird by Craig Groeschel. And the, the premise of the book is just weird because normal isn't working. And it goes through several chapters about, you know, just being different because we look at our world and it's like, okay, well, divorce is normal. You know, self-inflicted pain, that's normal. But it's not working. 
And so, yeah, just get to the Bible, and there's answers there. It's different. It's not what the world has to offer. It's not something they can give, but it's also not something the world can take away. Just to reiterate what you, uh, Jeff, and Dave have said, the fact that you can decide to do what you want with your life, but you're going to be empty if you choose anything other than living a life uh, with Christ. It's as simple as that, I, and it's it's gonna. I mean, you can make that decision if you want to, but it's it's you're gonna it's gonna be tough for you. Yeah, the emptiness, in fact, is the signal that you're getting it wrong because God will fill that emptiness if you actually know Him and love Him and walk with Him. Absolutely. Well, guys, I always enjoy our conversation. Again, you can always email us if you're listening to the podcast later on. You can always connect. You can email us at hope at hopenet360.com. That's hope at hopenet360.com. Also, our Facebook page. Go ahead and like us and follow us uh, that way. Hopenet360 is our name. And you can also find us on Twitter under the same thing. Uh, if you go to hopenet360.com, you'll find them on the bottom of the page. And also, make sure to join our community at csl.hopenet360.com if you're on Tumblr and uh, send us some messages. Send us some questions that you have for us to cover on the show. Maybe what we've talked about tonight has been just opening up your ideas and and opening up some some maybe painful memories, and you just need to sort through some things. You can message us. You can also chat with a live coach at hopenet360.com anytime about any of these things you're going through. Don't continue to live in silence and in quiet desperation, but know that you're not alone. Know that your struggles, know that things you go through, God is allowing to happen. Uh, Maybe it's to bring you back to him. Maybe it's just that he wants to move you. Something needs to change. I don't know, but God allows things to happen for our own benefit, and he's building character in us. And if we didn't have any difficulties to go through in life, we would never do anything different. We would never grow to become the man or the woman that God has for us tonight. So that's our show tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. Get connected if you would during the week. We'd love to hear from you as well. So for Dave, Kyle, and Todd, thanks for joining us tonight on HopeNet Radio. We'll see you guys online next week. See you guys. Yep.